everybody welcome to episode nine of knowledge with homage that was my man louis right there with that beat he made that shit a long ass time ago i included that in my movie languages are you guys should check that out it's on my youtube channel homage tv it's called languages are it's a full-length documentary has almost 700 people in it i went and got a bunch of people to say these lines that i wrote and they all rhyme with each other it was pretty cool man definitely a weird little project um but it was, you know, I started it, so I wanted to finish it. So I got it done. You guys should check it out. It's cool, man. I uh, hope everyone's doing good out there. What is the date today? Today is June 18th, 2019. Um, not much has changed in my world from, from the last podcast. I know the last one was pretty uh, an in-depth analysis of a possible war with Iran. Maybe it wasn't an in-depth analysis. It was just me reading a little article. But um, they're still pursuing that. I noticed that was the day of that that happened when I was reading those articles. And um, I noticed a lot of people came out around the same time talking about how it just looked like complete bullshit. Basically saying a lot of the shit that I was saying, like, why would Iran do that? They have no incentive to be blowing up these oil tankers or do anything like that. And uh, I guess it's good to see a lot of people out there who are aware of that. And... um you know, pointing out the inconsistencies and how shit just doesn't make sense. But nonetheless, the current administration and just the government in general, I mean, they're all the same motherfuckers. It doesn't matter who's in office. They're still going to do the same thing. But they're still pushing for the war with Iran. I just read an article today. Let me pull it up on my phone here. It says, Trump prepares to bypass Congress to take on Iran. This is published by Politico. Um... Basically, the article says, you know, they're sticking to the official story that they came out with that Iran um, blew up these tankers as a message to the U.S. And, well, we just want to go to war with Iran again. And and they're pulling out all the um, excuses in order to do it. One thing that they're going to utilize, possibly that they said, is the um, AUMF bill, which is the Authorized Use of Military Force Bill that was passed on September 14th. Well, it was introduced on September 14th, 2001, signed into law on September 18th, 2001. Uh, Pretty amazing how fast they can drop a bill, though, when they want to go to war, huh? (laughs) So it took them three days to drop this whole entire bill that allows them to go to war with anybody who was possibly involved in the 9-11 attacks. And, I mean... Let's be honest, they're not a bunch of fucking super geniuses in the government there just working, you know, super, super quick to get these bills passed for the benefit of the people. No, that's not the way it works. This was obviously drawn up long before 9-11 happened. That's why they were able to introduce it so quickly. It takes a long time to get a war started and to plan out a war. It's a big project. Uh, Just imagine the logistics in it, you know, and... The, all the people and the fucking boats and the guns and the bombs and planes and helicopters, drones. I mean, there's there's a lot of shit that goes into a war and it takes a long time to prepare. And they are constantly preparing for these wars and getting sh- everything ready and then just waiting for the right excuse to implement everything. And, and then they pass the laws like they did with the AUMF, AUMF bill which is the authorized use of military force. Now, Trump is saying, and his, you know, Mike Pompeo and John Bolton and all these people who want to do this war, they're saying that they could 
use that bill in order to justify going to war with Iran because they keep saying that Iran supports Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda is who they said did 9-11. Fuck, I don't know. Bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. I'm not going to get into it and read the whole article. It's just, it's kind of sickening, you know, and it's it's crazy to believe that we're still going along with it, you know. People are going to believe it and people are going to let it happen, basically. I hope not, but it sure seems that way. So, I don't know. Kind of crazy. I hope everyone out there is doing well, though. Um, been great weather. I know that's been a, been beautiful out here where I live out in Nevada. Been hot as fuck. Clear blue skies with a few chemtrails wisping through. Um, been able to make it up to a Lake Tahoe a couple times. That's always nice. And, uh... That's what's going on with me, you know. I'm trying to remain inspired here, trying to make some music. And uh, I was having breakfast this morning. I decided, hey, I should probably be doing a podcast. Even though I don't really have much to talk about, I'm kind of just winging it here. Um, But I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want, I guess. As long as someone's listening, right? Uh, I was watching TV the other day. I don't really watch TV, but I was at the gym and the TV was on, so I was looking at it. It's kind of hard not to look at the TV when it's on right in front of you. And uh, it was the news. And then they went to the weather of the news. And then right across the screen in big letters, big bold capital letters, it said, Weather Authority. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Weather Authority? And that's just one of those subtle little mind fuckery techniques that they use in order to to mess with people and to brainwash you and stuff to let you know that, you know, they're the ones who know everything about the weather. And if it's not coming from them, then it's obviously false, whatever you're hearing. So don't look up into the, don't look up into the sky and see how airplanes are spraying the sky and creating storms and doing God knows what. Just believe the government. Or the news. Well, the news is like a branch of the government anyways. But believe what they say, and uh, everything else is bullshit. So that that's like what they're subtly hinting at with that weather authority thing. And I don't know if they're doing this across the world now, because this was a local news station that, that did this. But um, it just blew me away. I was like, wow, these motherfuckers are really doing this. They're the weather authority. Like, there's there's no room for questioning them. Um, they know what they're talking about, and everything else just doesn't matter. And if you look at what's going on and how the weather is being manipulated on a global scale, modified and messed with, they're doing the geoengineering, they've been doing it for over 20 years, and they're finally coming public with it now and saying, oh, somebody might do this pretty soon. And there's the possibility of somebody messing with the wa- uh, messing with the weather and using it for for warfare tactics and things like that. So you're seeing articles like this coming out, and maybe I'll look one of those up here in a bit, but the news has to be on board. They can't be telling the truth and just, you know, be up there looking at a screen and be like, oh, what the fuck is this thing? Looks like the government's controlling the weather today, so I don't know what to tell you guys to do. So <laughs> the, the weather guy can't really come up there and say that. He's just going to, fuck, I don't know, do his weather thing and be the weather authority. But... um one second here. I just thought that was really weird, and that's that might be something that people don't really catch, you know. But once you're kind of sensitive to it, and uh, you notice what's going on, then it's really easy to see. You're like, "Wow, they're really trying to fuck with us right now and tell us that they're the weather authority, fucking assholes," you know. Lying about the weather, and it's it's stupid to get mad about the weather. I realize that because uh, that's one of the old sayings too. Say, you can't control the weather. No sense getting mad about the weather. It's not like you can control it, but you can. Not me. I don't got the the proper tools. Maybe if I use Organite. I heard an organ accumulator can control the weather, but I don't know if that's legit or not. Of course, Organ going back to the great Doctor Wilhelm Reich who was a psychotherapist, a contemporary of Freud, I believe, and he discovered an energy called organ energy, which he attributed to being basically the life force of the world. Uh, Basically, it's like prana or chi. It's just that 
all-encompassing life force that makes everything. It's like the God force or something. So he was able to isolate this thing called Orgon. I believe the way he did it, uh, it involves some sort of experiment with bacteria or some some sort of little organism where he was able to just find this fucking energy. I don't know how he did it. I'll have to look more into that. I shouldn't even be talking about it. I'm an idiot. But really interesting guy. You should look up Wilhelm Reich, and he was definitely attacked by the government. The FDA shut him down, actually threw him in prison, and they burnt all of his books, and then he died in prison like two weeks before he was supposed to get out. He was an absolutely brilliant man, Wilhelm Reich. Uh, very, very fascinating dude. And it's hard to find any of his books because they were all burned. And uh, damn, they really went after this dude. That's crazy. I haven't thought about that in a while. But he was curing people's cancer using this organ energy, using this box called an organ accumulator. And it's basically just varying levels of organic and inorganic matter. You have metal, and then you have something like an epoxy resin and wood. And then when you vary those layers um, and then make a box out of it, and you sit inside that box, you accumulate all this all this organ energy. Sorry, I got all fucked up right there. My computer is totally full. But I figured it out, so it's all good. But yeah, organ energy, very interesting topic. Uh, a lot of people are making these things called organ accumulators. Those are those little triangular things with um, all the metal flakes in them, and they're set in this epoxy resin. They, people make some pretty cool-looking ones. Uh, but I don't know if it's like really saving anyone's life or anything. But there is some shit to it. It does really accumulate energy and stuff, and it's pretty cool. I actually have one on my desk here that... Uh, Good old Matt Landman gave me at the at the geoengineering summit there in Phoenix. Was that in Phoenix? No, that was in Tucson. Yeah, Tucson, Arizona. So, um, Oregon Energy, definitely worth looking into. I mean, just the fact that the government fucked with uh, Wilhelm Reich so bad lends some legitimacy to it in my eyes. Because, you know, why were they going so hard after him unless he was really making a difference? And he made these things um, called Cloudbusters, which he was able to make it rain or he was able to make clouds dissipate with these these organ devices that he was making. So really fascinating dude, actually. I mean, he went beyond the theoretical psychotherapy thing because, he, like I said, he was a contemporary of Freud. And Freud's basis for, and I, I'm like vaguely summarizing what he believed and stuff, but he said he was all about the sex, the sex drive for people. That's what kept people going was the libido and the desire to reproduce and make the human race continue on. So people just naturally want to have sex, and all animals do. So Wilhelm Reich wanted to isolate the libido and see if it was an actual energy and see if there was something actually tangible and, and physical that was measurable and that you were able to find. So through these experiments, he was able to actually isolate the libido and find out that it was a real measurable energy. And then he started building devices to accumulate it. So pretty interesting dude, Wilhelm Reich. I would definitely recommend looking him up because he's one of those super important, smart people throughout history that's kind of been left out of the history books on purpose because he was one of those people who was using you know, natural, cheap methods to cure all kinds of ailments, and and do all this shit. So, very interesting dude. Uh, I have a book here, which is called Mind Control, World Control. It's written by Jim Keith, published in 1997. Jim Keith was an incredible researcher, very, very intelligent dude. And he kind of just looked like a mysterious motherfucker. I've seen some, uh, some interviews with him. He's always wearing like a black leather jacket. And writes books about UFOs and mind control and just all kinds of shit. But he was a genius. Very, very smart dude. Um, wrote all kinds of incredible books. And I think this is one of his best books. It's called Mind Control, World Control. And it goes over the history of mind control. Different methods, ways it's used. Um, institutions that are doing it. Why they're doing it. Who they're doing it to. And it's an in-depth book. It's the Encyclopedia of Mind Control. It's called... Um, so it goes into all kinds of different shit. I just want to read to you the conclusion of this book because I, I find it to be a very 
good explanation of what mind control is, why it's used, and just kind of summing everything up. So usually don't start at the end of a book, but usually get a shitload of information from the conclusion of a book. So let me read this to you and uh, kind of give you an idea. Because mind control is is an important thing to understand. We've never lived in a time in this world where mind control was so pervasive and just everywhere and everybody is having their mind manipulated by so many different methods and it's important to understand it so you can combat it so check this out uh this is jim keith talking right here it says human culture has always been manipulated by mind control i.e the monopolization concealment and destruction of information and the control of man's primary tool of information processing the mind In the 20th century, however, the technological tools for attaining total control have been delivered into the hands of a small coterie. Coterie? The scientists and the men who hold their leashes, and these tools have been turned upon the mostly unsuspecting populace who have been manipulated, prodded, worked on, deluded, and destroyed, usually in the name of achieving a peaceful, i.e. a controlled society. When information on mind control is broached, the response is standard. This is science fiction. Certainly, the technology of surveillance and control has been evolving at a rapid rate. The average person responds, but it will be years, perhaps centuries, before true mind control is achieved. So this is the general consensus of the population. But think again. This response in itself is a carefully cultivated mind state. The true capabilities of technology have been concealed in order to achieve the element of surprise. The world is now science fiction. There are no limits to the control that can be induced upon the population by technology as it currently exists. Now the only delay is in the utilization. It is true that there may be some fine-tuning, some honing, some distribution of technology that will take place in the years to come. There will be new brainstorms that link the disparate technologies that exist. There will be strategies for, as Christians are apt to say, getting people to take the mark. But total control is no longer the nightmarish pipe dream of centuries to come. Give it 10 years, then the war for the control of the mind will have been won or lost. And I think we have lost that war. This is me talking, not Jim Keith. Because this was written in 1997. They had all this technology way back then. It's 2019 now. And fucking look at your cell phones and look at 5G and uh, just the harp shit, the ionosphere, Keters, just all the ways that, that... they can fuck with you with these frequencies and stuff, and this has been going on for a long time, but let me continue. Key to understanding mind control is understanding the capabilities of life itself, and that may be salvation for the population of this planet. Mind control is a reductive process by which a life unit is reduced in power until it is placed under the control of the manipulative agent. It is the means by which man is turned into an animal or a machine. The direction is obvious. It is our challenging to oh, the direction is obvious. It is our challenge to decondition ourselves and our fellow humans from all of the various modes of mind control that currently shape and warp our lives. Both the dramatic ones I have focused on in this volume and the less dramatic ones that have been applied since time immemorial. And since time immemorial, I mean, excuse me. Brain control implants? Yes. Psychotronic generators? Yes. But there are a host of more subtle control techniques that must be confronted. Television, advertising, schooling, religion, and political correctness. Now that last one is incredibly important. Remember that. Political correctness because that's the manipulation of language. The mind thinks in terms of language and images, but language is a huge part. So fucking with the, the words you use and political correctness... That's incredibly powerful. You see that a lot today. Let me continue. At one end of the scale, there is the psychiatric conditioned animal, the human reduced in intellect and taught to drool by Pavlovian dog training techniques. The other end of the scale, the other end of the scale of possibilities open to humanity knows no definition. Although it is, although it may be a controversial viewpoint, I believe that the potentials of humans are unlimited after they have been after they have been progressively freed from limiting beliefs and delusions, all of which communicate to them that they are puny things who must carry out the wishes of the controllers. Technology can, in fact, be utilized to destroy limitations to human freedom, and that is another part of the challenge, to harness technology in the work of liberation. 
Ultimately, all barriers to our evolution can be shed. All limits to human freedom are imposed by mind control. So let me read that last sentence, last sentence again. All limits to human freedom are imposed by mind control. Now that's incredibly true. And Jim Keith knew what the fuck he was talking about. I would highly recommend you read this book, Mind Control, World Control. Even though it's uh, 22 years old now, everything is more relevant today than ever. I mean, we are in the midst of this technology. It's everywhere. And it's being used to control the masses incredibly effectively. And uh, they really know what they're doing right now. So why is mind control important? Well, the way you see the world is through your mind. You, you see the world through your perception, and your perception is created by your mind. Your perception is created by your surroundings, too, and what you've lived through in the past. And if people are manipulating your perception, then they're manipulating... If they're manipulating your mind, then they're manipulating your perception. So you're not going to see the world as it really is if your perception's all being fucked with. Because this world is like an idea. It's something you have in your head. Nothing about it is is really that real except the idea you have about it in your head. And that's why so many people see things differently from each other. We all have our opinions. We all have our beliefs. And those are created in our minds through our subjective interpretation of this reality that we're living in. Now, if you are manipulating the way somebody sees this subjective reality, then you can control the way they behave. And you can basically decide what they're going to do. You can totally fuck with them in every single way. So that's why it's incredibly important to understand what mind control is and why it's such a powerful tool when in the wrong hands. And if it's, it, is, it is in the wrong hands. Um, most people don't even understand how to control their own mind. And that's an incredibly important topic of research as well. If you learn how to control your own mind, then you have some defenses against this shit. But most people don't even know themselves. You know? It, it takes some introspection. You gotta look at yourself and think about why you do the things that you do and why you th- think the things that you think. And you gotta recognize that the people in control of the world would have no power unless they had control of your mind. If everybody recognized the true reality of existence and their own true potential and why they're really here and and the real structure of this thing called life, then things would not be the way that they are. There wouldn't be all of these wars. There wouldn't be all of this inequality and fucking slavery and shit like that. Like, it, it wouldn't... If everybody recognized their own true potential and they could use their mind to its full ability, then things would be much better. But like Jim Keith was saying, mind control has always been in effect because that's how you control society. That's how you make a society. That's how you make a city and shit. That's how you make a government. The word government literally translates into mind control. It comes from two Latin roots, one of them being gubernare, which means to control, and the other being mente, which means the mind. So the word government literally translates to mind control. And that's what it does. It, they, they have this show. You know, they have these big buildings that are well-maintained. They take all the money from you first in the form of taxes, and they build these buildings. They dress up in nice suits. They have these big, big halls with this nice furniture, and they get up in front of each other, you know, then the news cameras and whatnot. And they give their spiels, and everything seems very legit. It seems like a real thing. It seems like it's always been that way and that it should be that way, but that's not true at all. It's, it's, a, it's an elaborate show, and it always has been. Ever since you go, you go back to the Egyptian pharaohs, and they were dressed up in this immaculate clothing that was all covered in gold, and they just looked amazing. They looked like god kings. And they really used that. They said they were the direct descendants from God or from whatever gods they were worshiping at that time. Amun-Ra and Anubis and all that shit. And that's what it, that's all it took to fuck with people and make people believe in it. But I'm sure there must have been somebody back then was like, man, this is fucking bullshit. Like, fuck the Pharaoh. That guy's a fucking douche. 
You know there was someone thinking, you know there was a guy like me back then being like, oh, yeah, fuck these motherfuckers, man. Out there sweating like a motherfucker, building the pyramids and shit with a chisel. Got some big ass blocks tied to some ropes, dragging it down the fucking sand. That would suck, man. Fuck the pyramids. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Who knows if the pyramids were even built that way? They could have been built by uh, anti-gravity technology, like what Edward Leedscalden had over there at Coral Castle in Florida. That's an interesting topic. I'll talk about that for a second. There was a guy named Edward Leedscalden, who was an old, old man. Well, I mean, he wasn't always an old man, obviously. <laughs> But uh, he was just a little dude. He was like less than average height, skinny dude, but very, very smart. I don't even think he ever went to school. Um, But he had this property in Florida, and he decided to build a castle on it, and he built it out of coral, out of these giant coral blocks that were like, some of them were like 20 tons. And he built this thing entirely by himself. He fucking chiseled all the rocks and shit, and well, he got it quarried and stuff. And then um, the people would deliver the brat. Well, he made two castles. So the first one was made in one section of Florida, and then he moved it to another section. But he still built it all by himself with no heavy machinery or anything like that. So nobody knew how he built these things. But um, he said he knew the secret of how they built the pyramids, basically hinting at some sort of anti-gravity technology that involved magnetism, and using the opposing forces of a magnet to lift up these giant blocks all by himself. And I don't know how the fuck he did it. Look up uh, Coral Castle with Edward Leeds County. You can still go visit it today, too. It's somewhere in Florida. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. But, uh, you know, Florida, that's where all the weird shit goes down. So I guess it makes sense, you know. But um, he said he knew how the how the ancients built the pyramids. I don't know how he did it. But I knew he built some weird-ass shit and was able to lift some really, really big rocks all by himself. That makes absolutely no sense. I mean, even the strongest person in the world couldn't lift it just with his arms and legs. You know, traditional lifting technique. But uh, check out Edward Leedscalen. So, on a, on a side note, went off on a little tangent there. But getting back to uh, the Egyptians. Yeah, in order to manipulate the populations... They got to dress up and they got to make it seem like they're above you. They got to make it seem like they're a fucking god or something. And that's why they dress up in these elaborate costumes and things like that. And uh, they have this elaborate display. You know, think about uh, parades and shit like that. Like you get all the people around looking up at this one person who gives a speech or who's, you know, being paraded through town. And that person seems pretty special. It seems like they're above you. And I guess in ways they are. But I think in the overall cosmic scheme of things, that person is very insignificant too. I mean, you know, everybody's special in their own way. We're all essential part, essential part of this, uh, this thing called life. So, but that's where mind control comes in. You have to do these displays and shit in order to control the population, because people will fall for that stuff. They always have and they always will. It's a very ancient technique, you know, and it works pretty good. And it's still being used today, I mean, not just by politicians, but by celebrities and stuff that's, you know, they're wearing all the jewelry and shit. Like, damn, you see someone with hella diamonds on and gold and shit, you're like, dude, this motherfucker's pretty legit. When in reality, he could just be a dumb fuck too you know and like not even that interesting to talk to i think a lot of these actors and celebrities who people hold in such high regards i don't think they're i don't think they would be that interesting like if you were to hang out with them you know like what do they really have to talk about i think they're very detached from the real world now they come out and they do these they do these speeches and shit for whatever they're told to do speeches about like leonardo dicaprio comes out and does all this shit about climate change says, uh, well, he just says what he says about climate change. He's a puppet for for the whole shit, you know? Like, he doesn't ever talk about how they're manipulating the weather. He doesn't talk about how they're spraying chemtrails in the sky every fucking day, everywhere, and how they're using ionospheric heaters to manipulate storm systems and fuck with the jet stream and do all that. He just talks about climate change because he's a puppet. He's an actor. That's what he does. This kid was groomed since he was a little fucking kid to be in this position. They have big plans for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit doesn't just randomly happen. 
they're, they create these celebrities. And that's why not everyone can become a celebrity. It seems like in the days of the internet and stuff that like anybody can just become this big superstar. And there's a lot of people who project that myth and like make it seem like anybody can. But there's certain levels of stardom that ain't nobody going to fucking achieve unless you got, you know, unless your homies with the big dogs sucking some devil dick or whatever the fuck you got to do. But um, the celebrities are used to manipulate the masses. They're they're used as uh, well. You watch all these movies with them, and you you kind of build a relationship with them almost. You know, you you identify with them because you've seen them in so many movies. You might have even grown up with them, grown up watching movies with them, and you know they're getting older as you're getting older. And you're like, they're always putting on display their lives, who they're getting married to, what parties they're going to, what they're fucking wearing. There's like 20 award shows every year where they get together and like give each other awards because they're incredibly conceited and they just think they're the shit. And other people do too because it's on TV and, you know, they dress nice, they look nice and shit. But in reality, dude, they're just fucking people. Like, who gives a fuck? And, but there's everyone just dick rides them and they just think they're so fucking cool. And yeah, I'm sure there's some cool celebrities that would be cool to hang out with and whatnot, but. I would never, you know, prefer to hang out with them over my friends or something, you know? Like, one moment, I got a phone call here. I'll call him back. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, there's so many ways of mind manipulation. And, and television is a huge part of that. Music, repetition, and just, just creating these elaborate displays. You know, symbolism is part of it as well. And uh, political correctness. And you have these celebrities who are pushing this form of political correctness on people in order to manipulate their minds and mess with them. Because the language that you use to describe the world has an incredible effect on your own mind and just the outcome of shit. Oh, no. Dropping my mic here. I got a pretty shitty setup here, but I make it work. One second, just plugging in my phone here. Can't be without a phone for two seconds. That would be terrible. So, yeah, the the political correctness thing, that's that's something interesting to talk about. Uh, James Corbett from thecorbettreport.com. Very, very talented dude. Just smart, smart dude. Um, on the right track with shit and puts out a lot of great content. I would, I would definitely recommend checking out his YouTube channel. Or just going onto his website, CorbettReport.com, because I think YouTube is removing some of his stuff. Because that's what YouTube does now. And same with Facebook and Instagram. and, and uh, It's all the same thing. It's all like CIA shit. They were created by the CIA. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg and all these people. Like They're fucking fascists, man. They don't want you talking about shit they don't want you talking about. So... Anyways, James Corbett just came out with this uh, little lecture podcast thing called Language is a Weapon. Kind of like my movie Language is Art, but nah, it's totally different. But uh, he's talking about just the way that political correctness and uh, the use of euphemisms is used to like manipulate the perception of the public. Like saying the words uh, neutralize the target is a lot different than murder that motherfucker, you know? But, but essentially, it's the same thing. And George Carlin has a bit about this thing, too. You know, he talks about the soft language that they use in politics to describe all this fucking crazy shit that they're doing, you know? And he makes a big joke out of it. It is a big joke, but there are serious implications of it. So the use of language and, and the way you talk and what words you're allowed to say and not say and... And who you're allowed to make fun of versus who you're not allowed to make fun of and like shit you can or can't say, like that is a has a huge effect on you. And that's why it's so cool to to meet people who don't give a fuck about that shit, you know? And I'm not saying that you should walk around and, and be racist or homophobic or anything like that. But the level that political correctness has gotten to as of now is just absolutely ridiculous and it's it's robbing you of your individuality and your way to see things the way you want and and say what you think about shit because you're not allowed to say certain stuff 
And this was a major theme in uh, Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, and in George Orwell's 1984. I mean, there was shit you just couldn't say. And that was how they kept the population in check, by making it so they couldn't even talk about whole entire topics of conversation that were incredibly important to their lives. So by by saying, hinting at, you know, they don't even like say it outright, but then they persecute people for talking about certain shit, and that's the way they do it. So they just kind of make, you know, people catch on. They're like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that, or, you know, you, you can't say that. Whoa, what are you doing, you know? And it's just bullshit. Like, fuck that shit, man. Like, you should be able to say what you want to say and criticize who you want to criticize and and fucking be your own person. Like, freedom of speech, that was one of the coolest shit that we had going for us. But there, you don't have that anymore. You especially don't have it on the internet. And I don't think you would have it in a public place. I just saw this video the other day of this guy trying to uh, preach the gospel. And regardless of what you think about that, whether you're religious or not, the dude still has a right to be out there talking about what he wants to talk about. I think he was in Toronto or something, like in Canada, which I'm not sure the difference in laws. I, I, I thought they were pretty close to the, to the USA, but man, this dude was just getting hated on and like he had people running up and spitting on him and just freaking the fuck out. It was mostly like lesbian chicks. And, like, these, like, Antifa Democratic motherfuckers who are just, like, I don't know, man. Like, Democrat used to mean you were liberal. Like, you were cool with shit. Like, do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting no one, it's all good, right? That's what liberal was supposed to mean. But now it's just fucking do what I say, think what I think, or fuck you type shit. And they're crazy about that shit, man. Like, they'll freak out, fucking spit on you and shit. And, uh... I don't know, man. It's just just hella weird. Like, they're so brainwashed where they they just really get offended by words. Like, how are you going to let words affect you that much? Like, what somebody else thinks. Like, why are you going to freak the fuck out and be such a pussy? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Grow up. Uh, The old saying, you know, sticks and stones, man. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Have we forgot about that? Do they not teach that to the children anymore? I don't know, man. But... It's crazy. Anyways, yeah, this guy's trying to preach the gospel there. I think he was in like a major gay community or something. Which, you know, Jesus loves gay people too. Or maybe he doesn't. I forget that part of the book. But um, I know they didn't love him. <laughs> Dude, they came up and they're like trying to fuck him up. And then the cops took him to jail. Like they just fucking threw him, threw him in the clinger. And uh, they didn't do nothing to the people attacking him. Like you, you can do that. It doesn't matter. Just like in San Francisco and Seattle, like if there's a bum taking a shit on your doorstep, you can't do nothing to him. If you try to do something, then like the cops will just fuck you up. So things are backwards these days. You know, we, you know, we should have homes for the homeless people and things like that. That's another story, but I don't want no dude taking a shit on my doorstep. You know, does anybody want that? That doesn't seem nice. That's not fun. I saw this fucking picture of... uh. This dude, he's eating, he's eating a meal in San Francisco, and it's like a night. Really, all the restaurants in San Francisco, they're pretty expensive. You know, San Francisco is an expensive town. Maybe that's why there's so many homeless people. But uh, he's like sitting there, fucking with his food. You know, his hundred dollar plate of food, and then right next to him, there's just a bum taking a shit. Like, holy shit, man! Ugh, Jesus, come on, man. Not next to the food. But such is the way of the world in 2019. Man, I... one moment here. And, uh, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. So what can you do? You going to hate on the guy for taking a shit in your, in your plate of food? I mean, freedom of shits, right? No more freedom of speech, but you could shit where you want. So, I mean, what can you do? I don't even really know what to talk about. If But, ooh, I had something. I had something I wanted to show you guys. I wanted to tell you. Well, fuck it now. I'm not even going to get into it anymore. 
Anyways, I'm going to go back to uh, to what we were talking about w- with the mind control thing because it's an important thing to understand. And I know I've I've said that and I've I've said that in previous talks as well, but you got to recognize the way that you're being fucked with. Because if you don't understand, you know, the tactics that are being used and you can't see through it and you're going to become a victim of it. And uh that's not good because there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I think the more subtle forms like yeah, they do have the technology to beam thoughts straight into your head. Like that shit exists. Uh a guy has a book about that too. What is his name? I don't know. I think the book is called like The Technology of Mind Control or something like that. And uh he talks about the way that every every thought well, first of all, the mind is an electronic thing. The the body is an electronic thing. And Nikola Tesla said a very long time ago, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of frequencies and vibrations. So the human body and the body of all living things is essentially an electrical phenomenon. It's everything occurs at certain frequencies and we're all vibrating. You know, that's what electricity does. It vibrates and it oscillates. So each thought occurs at a certain wavelength and a certain vibration. That's why you have these different um, states of mind. You have alpha and, and theta waves and beta waves and all that stuff. Alpha waves is when you're in a deep state of meditation or when you're sleeping. And theta is right there too. Most of the time we're operating in the beta wavelength, which is like awakened, you know, just being awake and aware. But you actually have a deeper like a deeper understanding and you're able to access more of your mind when you're in the alpha or theta states. And uh, that's what the Ray Silva mind control technique is, which is which is very interesting as well. Now that mind control doesn't have to do with controlling somebody else's mind. It's, it's more just controlling your own mind. And this guy Ray Silva came up with a technique for basically just mastering your own mind and um, being able to go into deeper states of mind and access things you wouldn't normally be able to access. Like find your keys after they've been lost for so long or or stay focused on certain subjects. I mean, the possibilities are endless with it. Um, I don't know. I'm not a master of it, but I did just read his book, and I thought it was really interesting. But it takes a long time to practice. And basically, what it, it's a form of hypnosis is what it sounds like. You're like hypnotizing yourself in order to go into this deeper state of mind and you just can access more of your brain and you know you can access like the subconscious parts of your brain and just understand more of of what's happening essentially so that's really interesting but basically what i'm saying is um you go into the alpha or the theta wavelength and each time you have a thought about different like the memory portion of your brain is different than the cognitive like analytical side of your brain and each thought occurs at a certain wavelength and each emotion too like love versus hate or uh, happiness and regret like all this shit occurs at a certain wavelength and if you beam that wavelength into somebody's brain you can trigger those little synapses and and the release of certain chemicals and stuff to make somebody actually feel like that now the first person to really publicize this type of work and, and do a lot of shit with it was Jose Delgado who was, I think he was a Harvard professor in one of the Ivy League schools, either Harvard or Princeton or something like that. And he had a famous experiment with a bull where he put this uh, implantable transponder into a bull. Maybe it was a receiver, some little antenna type thing. And then he would have the bull charge at him and like he's going to fuck him up, you know? He's like a bullfighter bull. And uh, he would hit the button and then the bull would just stop in his tracks, like right in front of him, because he hit the button, and the button corresponded with that little receiver, which was implanted in a certain part of the bull's brain. And then when he hit the button, it sent a little electrical impulse into his brain, and then just made him completely stop. So they've had that technology since the 50s, since the 40s or 50s. And, you know, he did that as a display with the bull, but in reality, it's all about controlling the human mind. That's the only thing that matters. I mean, you do all do all these experiments with mice and and monkeys and shit, but it all has to do with controlling the human mind. So Jose Delgado was incredibly successful with mapping out the brain 
and finding out where you had to put these electrical impulses in order to mess with somebody's mind. And now, you know, we're the, we're in the age of wireless. So they've been able to do that wirelessly for quite some time now as well. And like it, it brings into question if they can do this. Now, if they can, which they can, they being the military industrial complex and just people with a shitload of money. Because if you have enough money, you can get your hands on probably whatever you want, you know, as long as you got the connections. And if you have money, you can find the connections. So, you know, considering that this technology does exist, now, isn't it possible that they can use it to, to fuck with people and, and further certain agendas? Like, for example, if you wanted uh, gun control and you just had to justify taking away people's guns, how would you do that? Well, you got to make it seem like guns are unsafe and that people who have guns are crazy. And guns are just used to murder large amounts of people. And then you have shootings like the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, there's count, There was the army base, was that in Florida or something? Where the guy went in with the shotgun and shot a bunch of people. And then on his, uh, on his shotgun, like carved into it, said, My ELF weapon. ELF referring to extremely low frequency, which is what your brain operates on. So ELF waves can be used to manipulate someone's brain and and just fuck with them. And uh, Jim Keith goes into detail on different accounts of people who seem to have been manipulated by these mind control techniques and then go on to do horrific things like assassinate someone. For example, the assassination of Robert Kennedy by Sirhan Sirhan um, was alleged to be involved like mind control type shit like he was he was involved Sirhan Sirhan was mind controlled during it and uh I think the same with Tim McVeigh you know there's all these weird connections with people in the intelligence community where you know they they work for the CIA or some branch of the army where it would have been really easy for them to put a little chip in their brain or or just fuck with them and and do the do what they got to do to manipulate you and create a mind control assassin. And, uh, you know, Project Monarch, that's what that was. Look that up. It's called Project Monarch, and that's part of MKUltra. And uh, the whole goal behind that is just to have these mind control slaves. Uh, Ted Gunderson, who is an ex-FBI guy, came out and talked a lot about the uh, mind control sex slave trade that that exists within the the higher circles of this world where people you know girls and guys they'll get kidnapped or whatever and um taken to different places i don't know i've heard that disneyland was one of those places different fucking military bases and shit and they just torture these kids man and like create split personalities in them turn them into spies and shit like uh like the Bourne identity with Jason Bourne. Like imagine imagine Jason Bourne getting raped in the ass by some old pedophile motherfuckers, you know, while he's being a spy. I don't know, man. That's like, that's what's happening in the world. Allegedly, people have come out and said that shit. And with the more you learn about the world, the more plausible it seems. There's some sick fucks doing some fucked up shit out there. And a lot of that is enabled by mind control. So you got to protect your mind, man. Keep keep a close eye on that shit and and who you are allowing to tell you information because the news media is an incredible form of mind control. Advertising is mind control. And and they study this shit. They study behavioral psychology and they know the way that certain images affect people, even certain colors will ignite certain emotions and things like that. Um different words and stuff. It's all very powerful stuff. Uh, they say, you know, words words in general. Like I said, words can be a weapon. And what do you do with words? You spell words. You use letters to spell a word. And what do wizards do? They cast spells. And they do that through speaking words. So words are incredibly powerful. And that's something you got to remember. Not just with you know, what people say to you, but what they say that you can't say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, that's confusing. I probably don't even make sense, but I hope you're picking up on it. I know this is really uh, random and chaotic, but I'm just kind of 
kind of speaking from the top of my brain here and I'm just talking, I don't know. But it's important to try to break away from the mind control thing. And I think that uh, cell phones and social media is a big part of that right now because think of what social media is doing to us. We're always looking at our phones and we're always seeing, like take Snapchat for example. You go into like the little story section of Snapchat and Snapchat used to be kind of cool because it would just be like your homies and the people you add, you could see what they're up to and that's kind of cool. But now it's like they took it over and they made it so it's all about these just weird celebrity people who just like some bitch with some giant ass and then there'll be like some chick who's like deformed as fuck with like a big, big letters like I am beautiful or something. It's like, damn, Snapchat, why are you making me see this shit? And no offense to that chick who's with the deformities or the chick with the big ass. That's cool. Do what you got to do. But like I didn't sign up to see that. But I guess just by using Snapchat, I have uh, consented. But it's just it's just weird. And social media is used, like you see these people who have so much and they seem like they're so successful and having such a great life. They're so beautiful. And they got a nice house, a nice car. They're killing it in the fucking music game or they're in the acting game or as an entrepreneur or whatever. And then you compare yourself to them and you're just like, damn, I fucking suck, man. Like, kind of makes you depressed, you know? Because you're always comparing yourself to them. But in reality, it's like, you're never going to be happy if you're always comparing yourself to these people. Because somebody is always going to have more than you. Somebody's always going to be smarter. Somebody's always going to be better at fucking skateboarding or swimming or whatever you're into, you know? There's always going to be somebody who's better than you and more successful. And if there isn't now, then there will be soon. And that's just the way of the world. So to constantly be comparing yourself to these celebrities and these people you see... um, advertised to you through social media or through TV or what have you, it's incredibly destructive and uh, it ain't doing you no good. So, you know, try to ignore that shit. Try to detach for a little bit and, and see how you feel because this social media world that we live in is incredibly destructive. I think it's not good, especially for kids. Because, like, kids get hella depressed and stuff, you know, when they're, when they're looking at social media. Like, imagine you're a little girl and you post a picture and you're used to getting all these likes on your picture. And then you post it and you only get, like, half the amount, you know. You're going to be bummed. You're like, damn, I'm not pretty anymore. You're going to go fucking cut your wrists or... Nah, more than likely you're probably going to get, like, a tattoo or a nose piercing or take a picture of your ass and then post that up and then people will like that. <laughs> That's the way it goes, man. You got to compensate because uh, you have an inferiority complex. This social media is reinforcing these inferiority complexes that we have, and it's making us seem like we're inadequate because we're always comparing ourselves to people who have more, people who look better, whatever, which is all a facade anyways because none of this social media shit is real. You know, people are like sitting around for hours trying to get like the perfect picture, taking fucking 300 pictures, from all different angles and like trying to look as good as they can. And then they're picking like the best one, the most unrealistic one that doesn't look like your ugly ass. <laughs> and they're putting that shit up, man. I mean, at least for a lot of people. I don't know. Some people keep it real on, on the social meds. But I don't know. It's just the way it goes. And I, nobody's immune to it. I post shit on social media. You know, I ain't hating. I'm just investigating, demonstrating, talking out of my ass, I don't know. But, um, yeah, the, the thing with the kids, I, I read an article the other day talking about how is social media making our generation more depressed? And it seems very evident that it is. I mean, it's not hard to tell that social media is having a bad effect on people. And uh, who's the big social media guy? Uh, Gary V. Gary V. You know everybody. Everybody loves Gary V. It seems like you know he's he's always you know laying down some game on how to fucking be a successful social media influencer because that's what everybody wants to be now. They want to be an influencer. They want to influence people. Not about anything that matters or anything, but just you know they want to teach you how to get a nice ass or something. You know teach you how to do squats and shit. So that's, you know, 
And people ask Gary V. He had a little thing that said, uh, "Do you think that social media is bad for kids or something?" And he just always says, "Well, no. It's just the way that we're evolving. That's just the way that we've naturally evolved." But nothing could be further from the truth. We're not naturally evolving. Like this shit was given to us for a purpose. They knew the effects that it would have. They knew what it was going to do to society. It wasn't invented just by some dude in his fucking garage who just, you know, like, was trying to invent... Well, like, it's invented by the military-industrial complex and then given to the public to serve a purpose, to serve a military agenda, and to manipulate people and get them to do what you want to do. So that's the reality of the situation. But do you ever hear, like, a mainstream person say that? Of course not. You can't say that if you're them. And even if you do know it, like, you would get so ridiculed and criticized if you did say that, that, like, I don't know, you'd be over. Like, you would, people wouldn't fuck with you no more, or you wouldn't get the coverage that you once got. But even the people who, like, created Facebook have come out and said the way that they've done it was to increase, like, the little dopamine hits every time you get a like. And that's to increase your addiction to it. So you... Each time you post something and you get a little like, it makes you like kind of stoked. It it triggers this little thing in your brain that releases this chemical called dopamine and you get a little happy and it makes you want to keep using the app. And that's why they're so addictive because they've got it down to a science. They study behavioral science. They employ behavioral scientists to design these apps and that's how they get you hooked to it. And they always, they want you on it, you know, they want you always looking at it. And I myself fall victim to this because I find myself looking at my phone like so much. But I found this app on my phone that has like a limit on how long I could use social media. So I imposed a limit on myself. You got to have limitations. And because uh, that shit is unhealthy, man. Like you even feel weird after looking at your phone for a long time. You're like, oh, you're just out of it. You feel like a zombie or something. And it's just weird, man. And you know, they do have forms of uh, mind control and nervous system manipulation via electromagnetic magnetic waves from um, TV screens and stuff. Like, you can look up that patent online. Um, I included that in my movie Languages Art as well. I've included a bunch of weird patents for weird shit that are just in the public domain that are being used against us all the time. So there's many ways to fuck with your brain. And... uh you know, what can you do? All you can try to do is just uh, be your own person. You know, try to protect your friends and family and just let them know what's going on. But you're never going to force anyone to believe anything. People get really offended when you try to do that. People need to figure out things for themselves or at least believe that they figured things out for themselves. And, you know, maybe through repetition and saying things over and over, you can, like, instill in somebody's subconscious an idea and make it seem like they originally thought of it and that can work but to tell someone to believe this or this people are going to be really defensive and they're not going to want to believe you they, they people want to think that they like found something out for themselves that's just the way the brain works and it's just the way people are you know we got these egos and stuff and we don't want to be told what to think or what to believe and you know, it's just the natural way of man, but it's it's an interesting thing, and uh, I think somebody who, who's got some interesting takes on this type of stuff would be Jordan Peterson. You know, he's written some good books, and he has all kinds of interviews, and he puts out, like, a lot of content. I mean, you can tell the dude works really hard, but at the same time, he's one of these guys who, like, has a very mainstream outlook and traditional view. Like, he would never say anything about 9-11. You know, it's always just terrorists are doing these attacks. And he just takes the the news fucking story and will never go deeper into it. So it, it makes me question these people who are put to the forefront of the world as being so, so smart. You know, he he's always talking about Frederick Nietzsche and, and all these big philosophers who have these great minds. But at the same time, is he, I don't know, it doesn't seem like he's really looking around and seeing the real facts of what's going on. I mean, he does, and and he mentions some good shit, but at the same time, he slips in this bullshit with it, to, and that's another form of mindfuckery right there. 
by not telling the whole truth, by, you know, like telling little bits of truth or mostly everything you say is true, but then inserting one little like false lie, you know, about an event or something and just you're going to get someone to believe that happened. Like by saying that um, Osama bin Laden blew up the Twin Towers and that the government was not complicit in any way and there's no, even if you question the validity of the official government explanation, you're just a crazy person. Like he's the... I feel like these are the type of people who are proponents of that. They say, they question your mental health if you ever see a conspiracy anywhere. When conspiracies have been happening forever. I mean, a conspiracy is a natural thing. But they're going to call you a conspiracy theorist as if, you know, conspiracies don't happen. And it's just something you theorize about. And nobody would ever get together and make a plan to, like, make money or get power or something. Like, why the fuck wouldn't they? You know, like... I don't know, man. It's just uh, you gotta be you gotta be careful who you listen to, and and always be questioning like, why is this guy saying this? Like, nonetheless, um, there are some valuable things you can learn from from anybody. Everybody's got some interesting shit to teach. So, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, interesting stuff. But look at this. I've already rambled on for an hour now about nothing or or about something. Um, I'd like to thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure on my part. I don't even know what I just said. I think I just blacked out. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm going to send you away with a good song here. Give you something to listen to. And uh, I'll be back next week, hopefully with a more organized talk, with uh, more topics to talk about. But I couldn't find shit to talk about. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. War with Iran? I already talked about that. We'll see if it goes down or not. Hopefully not, but... Like I said, it's part of the agenda, so I hope you, all of you out there are um, doing what you got to do, you know, and still getting through the day. I know life's hard, but um, you're strong, and you're worth it, you know? You're fucking cool, so thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Uh, be a good person. Love your family. Do what you got to do. Smile at a stranger. You know, do something weird. Be a nice guy. I don't know. Punch a stranger in the face. I don't give a fuck. Do what you gotta do. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening. Check out this song. What happened in there? Yeah, with a bunch of thugs. You know what I'm saying? Shit was crazy. You got the money? Yeah, I got the money. And I got the work. Bring it here to me. Fuck you. Killers of Spanish villas and Santa Fe's essays all about hammer play to sell Marachi. Preferred to watch me. Did this to kill a sunrise over the scotchy rocks and the wash me. Flaring with hot sea. Got these from my nigga Vachi. I pick your blocks, P. Ain't nothing sky free. I'm ready to cop three. Talk to me, Poppy. Before the shots pulled out the Nazis. Call off your Rockies. Your pocket cocked it back to clock these shit. Pop at the stock three. Niggas and some bros ready to mock me. Drop me. Proceeded with the head of the click. Better than fingertips. The slot chick came out with three bricks. I'm out of the V6, yeah, mommy like beat this, yeah, you got that sweetness, it's 70 G's to bust open, one of the best to get the heavenly freeze, I'm running with these, your hasta luego, amigos, and up and away we go, before they decide to bring the beef burritos, while they count the Fritos, I'm making my way to the GS, 300, big bag of the megalitos, 300 kilos, spot about four pitos, with bullet belts filled up with torpedoes, I'm leaving niggas tormito, when I'm Tojito, trying to leave me dead in the street, yo, mommy me pito chico, showdown is sunset, I'm leaving one west, slowly up step, my head sweats, my hand on my tech, I die for my respect, let the slugs and bodies connect, or for the rat, gotta support my rap on the set, to kill a sunrise, my two wives decides to live sometimes, leaving my rivals flat on their back, facing the sky, from out the left, took your last breath, death in disguise, with open eyes, you dead in the desert to kill a sunrise. Ready to hurt foes on dirt roads Making my hand jerk from every burst I gave the first blow Keeping alert though Giving them red clothes Giving they shirt holes Three birds a blow up in the backseat I squirted the hoe She could have been a model Coke bottle figure Instead she bit it just like a desperado Left her head hollow Two slugs to swallow Who's next to follow? Some cats behind some cactuses Clapping hazardous Who these faggots is? Willow shot averages Pushing right back at their cabbages 
giving them flashbacks of baby carriages. This Mexican inside this Lexus, trying to crash my shit, driving reckless. Look like he desperate. Broke down the tinted glass and let the text fit. Detect it. Car flew in a bodega with his neck hit. Body and head was separate, totally disconnected. Bust by two shots, and once they're standing with cannons up on the rooftops, the Drew Glocks. But my 2020 spot him for two blocks. I'm wrecking shit like it's rainfall. They doing do drops. Two more shots came out saloon doors. I'm blowing shit up like platoon wars. Hesitations I got no room for. Assume sure. The head hunter was bullet wounds poured out in the dusty sand. Gun was still in his hand. Kick the can when shit hit the fan. Fucking around with this G Rap the Hitman. This is Mary White reporting live from the town of Sinaloa, Mexico, where there are dead bodies littering the streets. Details remain sketchy at the moment, but this appears to be a drug deal gone bad. Mexican authorities have just arrived on the hideous scene and will be issuing a statement shortly. This is Mary White reporting live from the town of Sinaloa, Mexico. Back to you, Dick. Show down this sunset, I'm leaving one wet, slowly up step. My head sweats, my hand on my tech. I die for my respect, let the slugs and bodies connect. Or for the wreck, gotta support my rap on the set. To kill a sunrise, my two wives decide to live the dies. Leaving my rivals flat on their back, facing the sky. From out the left, took your last breath, death in disguise. With open eyes, you're dead in the desert to kill a sunrise. 